Welcome to Luxuries for Your Soul. Today is a bonus episode. It's a shared episode from when I was a guest on the Vicki Bard Intuition Your Success Compass podcast earlier this spring. The original episode was a free flow of conversation, which has been edited down to the key points for our listeners. The sound quality may be different since it was recorded on Zoom, but it's still a good share. If you are interested in inviting Lauren or myself onto your podcast, please reach out to us. Our contacts are in the show notes below. We both enjoy discussing design, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, and personal growth. Lauren is also interested in mental health, movies, and pop culture. I could talk all day about soul-related interests such as intuition, astrology, and life purpose. Also, we started a new Facebook group for the podcast named Luxuries for Your Soul Podcast Community. So find us there. I will be posting regularly with behind-the-scenes question prompts for upcoming episodes and sneak peeks before episodes air. We hope it's going to be a great place for you to connect with us or share your stories. We look forward to growing this community together. Enjoy this bonus episode with Vicki Bard. Alexis Quetian, you are on my podcast. You are here. We talked about this a couple of years ago now, I think, where I was like, let's do this when you're ready. Drag your butt on over here. I want people to know you. And you've made it. I'm so excited. I'm going to try and stay grounded, but I don't know if that's going to work during this episode. So people turn. Well, thank your- you for having me. And I am so excited also. So full disclosure to those listening, we have decided to flow with this episode. There are some points that we want to touch on, but that's not exactly how it works when you get to very intuitive people semi in the same room or in the same universe. (laughs) So we are going to flow. But first, let's give people a little taste of Alexis. Who are you, lady? What are you here? Small question, huh? I know, right? That was a very big question. Who am I? I'm a creative. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I love the soul-to-soul connections to stay grounded and inspired. I'm a designer. I am a new podcaster. You are. An avid learner. I'm a seeker. Thank you. I've always felt with your energy that listing isn't justice, right? And I know you to be someone who just when something's listed, she's off on another exploration of who am I? That's part of the reason I asked the question. So I have been listening to your podcast, thoroughly enjoying it, Luxuries for Your Soul, and with your co-host Lauren Gold. And one of the things that I'll just go there first, but one of the things I'm enjoying about it, though, there's a few things. But one of the things is your banter intelligent. And I love that you don't always agree on things. And oh, and there's a lot more of that to come. <laughs> I, but I love that because you can hear the respect that's there. And then we don't always have to agree. It's great if we don't because it opens to expansion. So one of the other things I love is I'll let you do the description and tell what the podcast is about, but I love that most of your topics I have no clue about. It just doesn't go in Vicky's brain. But as I'm listening, 
I hear how it's connected and we're all souls and we're all on our journey. And I freaking love that, of course. So Mm -hmm. tell us about your podcast. So Luxuries for Your Soul, they're just honest conversations between Laura and I. Me talked about our love language, our forgiveness style. We took the anger assessment live. (laughs) We failed. Spoiler alert. We talk about our soul and we are in very different paths on our soul journey. Lauren has never thought about her soul's purpose and I'm obsessed with my soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. So I get to show her some things and say, what do you think about that? And I get to poke at her and say, did you read your gene keys today? Do you know your human design? Are you doing this? She forgets her words of the year. I'm like, Lauren, your word of the year is enlightenment. And so I craft some episodes and some topics to support her word of the year. And then she'll send me things about mental health and we will watch documentaries and then we will discuss them. We talk about what it means to have a well-lived life, but it's all through the lens of luxury. And the luxury to me, one of the things that's come is I'm reminded of friendships and these Mm -hmm. deep conversations. We may think of them as luxury and therefore not engage in them very often. And then you can also think of them as this is so luxurious for me to have this conversation with someone. When I am listening, I'm like, this is so fun. One, because I know your voice and so many podcasts I listen to, I don't know the people necessarily, even though we haven't talked in a few years. You're always in that sphere of my energy field. So I'm reminded when I listen to your podcast that reach out to your girlfriends, have these conversations, reach out to your, well, my significant other and I do have these deep conversations because I scare him. So it's wonderful to have these. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then equally, he comes back with something that's so deep that I'm like, I need a pause for a moment. I don't know what I think or feel about that. I need, I need a moment to have that reciprocate. And so to hear your dialogue. I feel like I'm hanging out with girlfriends. So that's, I just wanted to say that to you on air because there's a lot of noise in this world. So we have to be selective about what we're listening to. You mentioned human design and the gene keys. I was a little familiar with human design. I have no clue about gene keys. That was exciting. I'm like, wait, this is two different things. So I have done a human design session with you and it's, I will say it was affirming. It's much like I found the Enneagram affirming. What's your Enneagram? I am a seven. I mean, eight. (laughs) (laughs) Which was fascinating because I was mistyped as a three and some of the characteristics fit, but I was always like, I don't know, that doesn't feel right to me. And mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right to me. My antenna goes up and I'm like, I'll look at this later. And then I went through a, a typing. And when the seven, I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. You know, the us that is ourselves that we don't necessarily put on a stage or show everyone. And so that's what I liked about the human design. So I'm, again, going to let you run with that because I know enough to have my tiny toe in and not enough to do it justice. So help others understand what is it? Well, I was wrongly typecast as a human design type in the beginning. And I was like, 
doesn't feel right. I like the type. It was a lovely type, but that just doesn't feel right to me. So I'll just go over the overview. So you got your generators and then your hybrid, your manifesting generators. 70% Those are the builders, the life force energy of the world. And they are really meant to hear to respond to life. Then you've got the projectors, only 20% of the population. They are the guides of humanity. Once they are invited in to share their wisdom. And then you have the manifestors, where there's only 9% manifestors. That's the most misunderstood, complex, initiating energy. And they're here to create impact and initiate others and therefore themselves be impacted. And then there are the reflectors. There's only 1% are reflectors in the world. And those are here to tell us how it's going. They reflect. You and I are both manifestors. <laughs> We're different types of manifestors. You, which I know you loved this when you found it out, are an ego manifester, which is so amazing because all you do is talk about that funny little ego. I love that little bugger. <laughs> and I am a splenic manifester, but I do have a defined ego also. The whole body graph is very confusing when you look at it. Your mind goes, no, I can't. <laughs> when I saw the image, I was like, oh, no, you run with this. Because yeah. <laughs> the systems part of me loves this. Like, I yeah. love that there's a container, if you will, or scaffolding mm -hmm. there that can help not just myself, but anyone understand a bit more about their wiring. From my perspective, I'm like, this is so fascinating that there's a combination of psychology and spirit and history and technology that can, you know, just help us to love ourselves a little bit more, to appreciate ourselves a little bit more. When I read through, and yeah, when I looked at that chart, I was like, oh, forget it. I didn't do geometry either. Like, this is... I failed geometry. When I look, first looked at it too, I was like, yeah, nope, I'll come back to this in six months. And then in six months, my mind was like, that's not a big deal. Right. And it's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that assimilation period, right? Where it's, yeah. it, it, it is your soul, I think, your spirit nudging you to say, this is interesting. It's going to help you. Why don't you dive on in and then talk about the ego part? It's the, usually our ego part that goes slow the roll. Not sure. I personally have a rule. If it scares the heebie-jeebies out of me, I have to look at it. Because yeah. I feel like I know that's a tap on my shoulder saying that you're putting this off. And how do you know this isn't part of your greatness? So I have to feel my way through that. The human design experience, especially the way you do it, because you have so much of your own intuition that gets rolled in there. And I have always loved that you will say what you mean and mean what you say. So it's delivered with directness. And I feel like belief in the person that you're with so much that you're like, well, I'm going to say it because you need to know this. And I love that about you because I have that and yet tend to sugarcoat it or put a softness around it that I don't actually want to. Like, I actually want to say, listen. <laughs> right. Well, that's in our energetics, which comes out of the ego. And 
that's what it does. And on the other side, the person feels like I've just punched them. And I'm like, what? I just said what I said. I'm sorry. So when we look over at like the gene keys, which are contemplations based off of our human design energetics, and he was an original student of the system. And when he had these contemplations that are gorgeous, the creator who originally downloaded human design, he's a manifester. And he said, yeah, no, thanks. You can keep those opinions to yourself. And so he was just like, well, no, this needs to come forward. And so one of the shadows and the gifts from one of these jinkies for me is softening and yielding. So it's knowing when to take that shock, when to say that thing, when to just zip my lip because it is not my path. It is not my problem. But yet I see what is on the other end, but it's not always my place. I have very provocative energy and a fast-moving design. Most manifestors do have a fast-moving design because we are built to initiate. We're not this lone wolf that we've been wrongly typecast as. And for any of the listeners that decide that they all want to go down the human design path or they're already on the human design path, I'm just going to say, don't come at me. There is so much egoic energy with this system. You're doing this wrong. You have that energy defined that's not for you you're in your not self i don't need all that other i love these systems but i'm just trying to figure out well where do i want to go with it i feel like all these systems whether it's astrology enneagram gene keys i love that he downloaded more because i've had that experience where i've taken a course or gotten certified in someone and been like but what about the next step like there's this whole level of expansion that's not being talked about and it feels like that proverbial elephant in the room and i'm like oh this is good but it could be like so expansive and even more loving and then i have been that person who's been told vicky just learn it and you'll get your certification and i'm like well pound subtle because i am going to do that and i am going to get my certification and then I am because I've invested the money or whatever, but, and then I am going to expand on it. So kind of this Richard Rudd guy with the gene keys, but that's where you're saying, don't come at me. It's so true because people I feel like can get locked in to this is the system or this is all of it. When in fact they're beacons and they're directional signals, I think to help us connect with our soul that we already came in with, you are the expert of, but are you listening to it? And this contemplation that you're talking about, I feel like a, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm completely intuitively reading into this, a permission with to self, with self, to not mean something so specifically, to feel like, how does it contribute to my whole self? Is it this, you know, information? It's like one of the things on the buffet of life and it might be my food of the week. And then maybe it just becomes a side dish later on. I don't know yet. There are no answers. There aren't. And people want answers though. It's just a journey. Yeah. You sit and you got to sit in that unease. You have to sit in that place of saying, this is where I am right now. Yeah. I feel like, Lately, all the stuff that research and because I love the psychology of things and I'm always reading about that and learning and observing people. It's one of my favorite parts of my wiring 
is being able to observe people. There's both an appreciation and I feel like an exploration of a shortened attention span and a dismissing of that. So when you're saying I'm in contemplation, I've learned about these things and I'm exploring the next level of them for me, Mm -hmm. you know, not telling anybody how they have to do it. Is this not part of our soul's expression to be like, well, that was fun. Now what's this? Oh, that was fun. Now what's this? I'm wondering if you are knowing of yourself in this Mm -hmm. manifester in your gene keys, in your eight Enneagram, like how does all of that contribute to how you are in the world right now? How does it contribute to how I am in the world? Well, before I found the human design system, I was already, let's just say, deconditioning or moving into alignment for 20 years. It wasn't always perfect. I did not have parental control from... 16 on. And I had to decondition myself. I had to figure out how to survive. And my being a splenic manifester is all about survival. So had I not had that experience, I wouldn't be who I was. I was always going to push against something and find my own way. So my soul chose this so that I could break free so that I could evolve, so I could go on this path in my own way. I got to do it my own way, every step of the way. I only have my accountability. So when I found these systems in this language, I was like, duh, yeah, okay. And then I could put my finger on things and say, that's what really needs work. That's what that feels for the other person, but that's never going to change about me. So then I have choices. How do I soften that? Where do I yield? Where do I say, I'm not supposed to get involved in that? Or, oh no, I'm on board. I'm all on board and I am getting involved with that. So being a manifester helps me understand my place in the world. But deciding how I want to show up as a manifester is a whole nother thing. Once someone knows you're a manifester, they either give you grace because they say, oh, Okay, we have this giant penetrating aura, like that's what we feel. You know, now we want to get to know you or or you're interesting or we know being in your energy or any manifestor energy is such a gift because the way that they show up and they zero in on you, like you were saying, like they know how to go with the next thing. They know how to help you. They know how to get you there. It's like the ultimate shortcut is being next to a manifestor. So there's all of that. And then I want to be the hermit and I just want to be by myself and do my thing and play with my jewelry and create my podcast and read a book and expand deep inside me. And I don't want to be seen. I want to hide. So I'm walking it. I don't know. Well, choice is such a huge thing. Award-winning jewelry, by the way. She just tossed that in there, but... The, <laughs> I forgot that I was a jewelry designer. Whoops. <laughs> that's all right. But that's that. I love how you went with the question of who am I? Because I'll admit it's a ball I toss out there to see if people go to what they do first rather than who are you? No, I want to know who are you? Because I use my movie screen to be able to sit. Well, your movie screen, it just shows up in my head to basically define people back to themselves. Like, here you go. Let me introduce you to you. You're out here being this amazing being. And there might be these little blips on the way. And those are good too, because again, to your wording, your soul chose this. 
And I feel like that's such an empowering place once we realize that, that my soul chose, this isn't assigned by anyone. This isn't the big kahuna telling us where we have to be or what we have to learn. It's an excitement that comes from the soul level. So these different systems can help direct us back to self is what it feels like. Some of us jump around and get interested about things and then we're like, that's not enough. Gotta go. So you think that you're deep in contemplation. What does that look like for you? What does deep in contemplation? Well, the very first time that we met, you said to me, oh, you have a lot of alchemy in your soul. And I don't know if you remember that, but I don't know what you were watching on my movie screen. But, well, what is alchemy? Love to create something from nothing. I always have. When I taught sewing, I would teach the children, because I used to be a fashion designer. I went to design school. I would teach the children to use their imagination and let's make something. You had nothing last week. Today you're wearing a skirt. And you went from nothing to something. And I take that approach in everything I do with a podcast episode. What is my creative urge? What is my desire? I want to talk about this. Why do I want to talk about Pam Anderson? Because underneath it all, she is a person that is just pure love. But she doesn't look like what everybody think love should look like. It's those contemplations that just, they really feed my soul. I'm going to have a summer of alchemy a summer of contemplation where I integrate, where I stop and think. Not a traditional meditator. Like I like to be busy because then I'm in flow. I'm an active meditator. I am out there with the horses, cleaning the stalls. I have a zillion ideas. I can't write them down. I live in a state of flow and I want to integrate into that. Just riding that energy right now because the I'm going to say it again, the permission that you give yourself to do this. It doesn't matter what anybody else is contemplating at the moment. That flow that you're like, let me get in there. I had this picture. First of all, the alchemy came because I had a picture of you opening your arms and taking the energy that's in the universe and then making it somehow physical so that the rest of us could experience it, right? Like that artistry, which now that you share the story about teaching sewing, and the kids, you had nothing and now you have a skirt. I mean, that's the magic, right? So right. the alchemy that's in your energy field, your quantum field, your soul level of all these lifetimes of things didn't go the way I wanted them to go. And damn it, in this lifetime, something's going to go the way I want it to go. I am right. going to pull things together from a feeling, from an envisioning, from an intuitive and that's the alchemy too, right? You don't come at it from one direction. You come at it from every sensory input, including the most important one, intuition. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's the alchemy too, because sometimes listening to intuition isn't enough. You have to take action. Yes. So, or feel the intuitive pull, the soul pull to the, what lines up most respectfully for you right now. And in a week, it might not. And that's what I mean about sometimes I think people get on themselves about their attention span. And I'm like, is it? Or did you just grow in that week? Right. And now that thing, I used to love doing mediumship readings. It bores the snot out of me now. 
I love that you love someone who's croaked, but they don't want to be interrupted. <laughs> They're doing <laughs> Well, I always felt with mediumship, like, okay, you were part of my life when you were here and I was grateful for you when you were here, but you are no longer here. I'm going to continue to evolve our contract. That relationship is done. I'm still here living. I think we forget that. People, we get so excited about all of these things. But you're here today. What are you going to do today that affects in a few minutes, in a few hours, and when you wake up tomorrow? Let's set you on the path for a better today. But I feel like when you're in that soul-connected vibration and you recognize there's more to this physical thing that you can tap into that guidance and you will tap into that guidance so what is it that you are listening to now i don't mean books or anything like that what is it that you are listening now in yourself that you already know that this summer is going to be that cause and the alchemy and the fun of creating a recipe and all of that. Like, what are you listening to that you know that already? Yeah, I guess that's really far in advance starting. And I wrote it down in my, I have an artist of life journal that Lauren, my co-host from Luxuries for Your Soul that she gave me for Christmas. And I wrote in it just yesterday in advance for July that this is when it starts. So I am a planner. And I can plan a creative urge because I've always worked in seasons. I know what season of life I'm going to be in. Always come up. There's always that monkey wrench. And you're like, I cleared the depth for a reason, right? Right. And so I kind of know there's going to be a little bit of that. All the kids are going to be home. I'm going to have a clear deck. I'm just going to roll with it. They're getting older. They're getting in precarious situations. All the horses will be back here. And I... I want to have any plans. I want to just live in complete alchemy and I want to surrender and say, all right, I'm going to work my magic the way that I work it. When we recorded our new year, new intention episode and Lauren chose two words of the year, she chose enlightenment and grace. Because like I said, we're on different paths with our soul expansion. Mine was all bets are off. I'm not making any promises. I'm not choosing a word of the year. I can choose what I want to do in a season. But I just know that that will be the time I integrate everything and just stop and really think about what it all means to yield, to be soft, to be intuitive. How do I want to show up with that? I have no idea. Do I want to work with people? I don't know. Should I? Is that really what I'm supposed to be doing? Or am I just always supposed to be in alchemy, which is a lot of pressure to always be in that space, but it's what drives me. I feel this enormous pressure to continuously evolve. And that's actually one of my gene keys. That's what keeps me healthy. So it's pretty intense. So without telling you what to do, first of all, there's no supposed to. That's human. Because the always, I get that. I so get that. Yeah. It's not like bright thing, next thing. It's like a power that's within. For me, it's always in my heart space. It's in my chest that this is what I want to do next. But it's like, when you slow your roll and actually focus on something, like, could you do that? Is my human head that comes in. Am I supposed to work with others? Am I supposed to always be in alchemy? Well, no, but you likely will because that is soul wiring. Listening to that intuitive direction 
And not just listening to it, but how could it be applied? A lot of listening to intuition is not directing it. I love this idea of not naming it, allowing it to flow. Surrender, people often misunderstand. Like surrender is a place of empowerment. Absolutely. Yeah. I had one woman say to me, well, you're a manifester. You're not supposed to be soft and you're supposed to get out there and initiate and create impact. And I was like, oh, I do. Mm. But it doesn't mean I need to do it in the way that you think. You are already misinforming what I am. Don't do that. I can choose how I want to do it. I just have to figure out what feels right to me right now. Like I said in the beginning, I am a mother. I have teenagers in this crazy world. There is a time and there is a place for certain things. Absolutely. And right now, I feel like it's contemplation. And the patience that is learned through that, the presence that is learned through that, and the gifts that will come from that. I get excited in your energy field. Sometimes there aren't words. And I try to find the words and I'm like, gee. You figure out how to describe that energy pocket over your head right now. So what I would say to you is, I feel like where you are now, and if I fast forward you, probably about seven months. So we are beginning of March when we say this. So do with what you will with a timeline. But that what I see is a calming or a settling in like a clicking in this is along the whole process though yeah this right feels like like the tumblers in a lock you know if you don't get them right quite right they do that clunk 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 thing but what it feels like is maybe even spinning the combination as we go through april may there's this evolution that happens energetically for you and sometimes people try to push this but this softening in this relaxing into what it looks like to me is you're tuning into that. You're tapping into that, knowing that, well, yeah, I could push against this. My feeling is that as you go over these seven months, there are multiple clarifying steps. It looks like a video game where you're like going up to the next level and the next level and the next level, because the higher you get, the more you can look over the valley and you can see Ah, son of a gun. This is how all the pieces come together. In in human design, they call that going up on the roof. And in my age bracket and in my six line, six lines are on the roof. And when they get up on the roof, they go in contemplation. And then when they come back down, they are the wise sage. It's interesting that what you see and internally it's telling me, stop, just take a breather. So... I will say that I know to the core of me that your soul expression will be guiding others. And I feel like there's a not quite yet feeling for like the next 12 to 15 months because I thought you were going to say years. I was like, oh, no, it's good. Because it also feels like whatever those aspects of you that haven't quite stepped up yet to do its presentation. It doesn't need to be rushed, but they're going to bring you that information where you go, oh, son of a gun, I got this. And then likely you'll, because you learn to appreciate this flow, presence, 
brilliance of surrender, you'll be like, all right, show me what you've got. And then I will plan and then I will decide before I even announce. I feel like your precognitive self sometimes skews with timing and has you feel like, oh, this is imminent. So a pause there and go, if we were to consult the Gregorian calendar, you get so excited and you're like, now is it go time? No, not go time. Now? Now? No, not yet. I felt that, especially over the last year with myself. And I finally had a conversation. I'm like, listen, you are buying a house, selling a house, moving way further away from your center, people and everything. How about we just chill out? How about you create systems? And so as you go through, you could create those systems, not necessarily knowing what the outcome is. I know you don't like surprises, but I feel like some of this is part of that to appreciate, oh, this is an unfolding and the giddiness. Like I said, you're you're up on that roof. There's a giddiness to it. Like, I get to be the soul that knows things before they come into fruition. So it's like knowing that you are going to surprise someone who loves surprises. And as a giver, you feel that excitement. Like yeah. you really feel it. That's what it feels like to me. Only you're on both ends of it. Like you're, you get to see and feel what's going on. And yet there's just not time. And sometimes that can sound frustrating, but the process that you're in right now, it feels exploratory. It feels like, ooh, I can't wait to dig deep into this. This is exciting because you are quite literally wide awake for your evolution. And a lot of humans don't do that, right? No, I don't care what level you are, where you are, what sign you are. We can all be awake for our evolution. And you are actively awake, like prying your little eyeballs open. So, <laughs> including the third one. It took me a long time to surrender to the vulnerability of the podcast. And I love to start new things and I love to learn things and explore ideas and have conversations. So I was so grateful that Lauren decided to join me because I really didn't know how that was going to go. And we will see how it ends up, but we are both really enjoying it. I think if any context that you can have these conversations and because you're so smart too. So the way that you come at things and I feel like that is your gift, but I also feel like it's what the rest of us in this world get to appreciate too. And that like the way you pause and think about things and then bring another perspective. And there was the episode I just listened to and it was actually the anger test. And I can't remember (laughs) what the question was, but I started laughing before you even, the zinger. you even said anything because you were like, no, no. Oh, the forgive. The forgive. Like someone asking you to forgive oh. them. That's another one of my, I actually do the arm flick with the finger that comes up. You know, you're asking me to forgive you. You're asking me, yeah. let go of your behavior that led you here so that you can feel good. But even before you said it, Lauren was still talking and I heard the, no. And that's very hard than all because truth clarity honesty isn't that what we all want we want to speak our truth but most of us don't know our truth right there's people again back to this you are conscious in your evolution i'm not saying this to you know fluff your skirts or anything i'm saying it as an encouragement 
for everybody to be like, just be conscious in your evolution. Does not matter what you do with it. Well, be kind. That matters. Or if you ever have a public facing product or anything, you know, just be kind in your evolution, but be conscious in your evolution too. So I love yeah. that you like know. And I love that Lauren is exploring that and getting to know that. And oh, how brave to do that with two young kids. Although our kids teach us. I learned a lot from my daughter. I feel like I still do. Thank you so much for this conversation. I have been looking forward to this and excited. And tell everybody, you know, that whole end of podcasting. Tell everyone where we can locate you, maybe find out what you're up to. I love Instagram, even though I don't know if Instagram loves me anymore, but you can find me at Alexis Kletchian at Instagram, or you can find me at Luxuries for Your Soul everywhere you listen to podcasts. So head on over, guys. You really will enjoy it. 